Hey everyone, and welcome back to Practically Zero Waste, a podcast for making zero-waste living as practical as possible. I'm your host, Elspeth Callahan, and this week we're kicking off Plastic Free July a little early with a great conversation about all of our teeny efforts adding up to make a big impact environmentally and in the social justice realm. Today I chat with Matt Wittick of Fill It Forward, a tech company and app that is helping people to track how often they reuse their reusables to begin to measure that intangible drop in the bucket that truly does add up. If you're interested in participating in this program, I will be giving away some personal reuse trackers this month as part of Plastic Free July to get you started. More details at the end of the episode. But for now, let's dive into the conversation with Matt about giving back to people and the planet with our reusable revolution. Let's go. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you were doing before Fill It Forward came along? Yeah, no problem at all. You know, for me... Uh, I grew up in Peterborough, Ontario, you know, as mm-hmm. we were just talking about Elsbeth and, you know, loved, uh, loved the city and learned a lot, definitely growing up, uh, learned a lot from my parents who had a local grocery store and they were very involved in the community. And so I learned a lot about, you know, giving back. I learned a lot about, you know, customer service and learned a lot about marketing and learned a lot about, I guess, just business in general. So I learned a lot growing up. Then uh, from there, I uh, went to the University of Guelph and uh, loved uh, loved the university. I went to work for another company right out of university where I had the opportunity, again, to, to just learn a tremendous amount about business and, and about product development and, and, again, about marketing and all of these things. Uh, but for me, something was kind of missing. You know, I certainly had some successes mm-hmm. in that space and uh, loved working with the people that I was at the time uh, working with. But just really felt like uh, I wanted to do something on my own. I always kind of had that itch. Uh, so uh, at some point in 2012, decided to leave that company. Uh, my wife was very pregnant at the time with our third daughter. It seemed like a, a really crazy time to make that leap and go out on my own, but uh, I, I decided to do it. We decided to do that, actually, my wife and I collectively, of course, and she at that at the time was staying home with our daughters. So it was really a big decision for us to go to effectively, you know, zero income for a period of time to yeah. try to get a business off the ground. But, you know, we made the leap and thank goodness it, it all, it all seemingly has worked out uh, so far. Uh, we're almost 10 years into it now and uh, wow. really excited to see what we're doing and, and sort of where we're going from here as well. Amazing. So tell me about Fill It Forward. What is that? And maybe back up a little bit more before that and tell me kind of what was the catalyst or the last straw or something for you that made you choose maybe a more sustainability realm business idea? Yeah, I was very fortunate. You know, when I came out of university, I went to work for a company um, that was promoting reuse and reusables. Uh, okay. They were they're based in the GTA. Uh, it provided me an opportunity to like literally go to grocery store to grocery store promoting this idea of reusing instead of taking single use bags. And I fell in love with this idea really early in my career because I knew that every time I sold something, uh, sold a reusable, that I was making an impact, you know, and and if the consumer used it uh, for a period of time, that they too were making an impact. And I started to really think about, you know, what if that consumer told another consumer and then they started to make an impact it, and it sort of formed this idea in my head around compounded impact, 
and what that could truly mean. But so in general, I guess I just fell in love with the idea of reuse and sustainability and the power of that. Uh, and that's what led us down this path of starting our own company, really built around uh, innovation and built around technology. And that's what Philip Forward is today. So Philip Forward is, is a company that cares a lot about reuse. Uh, we are on a mission to inspire the world to reuse. And we do that because we believe that reuse, you know, whether you're using a reusable water bottle when you go to your, you know, your daughter's soccer game, or if, if you're using a reusable bag when you go to do your weekly grocery shop, these little actions have a huge impact over a period of time. Mm -hmm. And we believe it's the first step in a sustainable journey for a consumer. So we spend all of our time, you know, building programming around the simple idea of reuse. Um, so we consider ourselves primarily a technology company. So we have a, an app that integrates with any reusable product that you own, um, allowing you to understand your impact when you reuse uh, and to give back. We also develop our own reusable products uh, that we sell. In addition to that, we have our global giving initiatives that allow consumers to give back uh, when they do reuse uh, whether it's a bottle, a bag, a cup when you go to your local coffee shop, uh, all of these things make a tremendous impact. That's amazing that there's just another way to kind of track this kind of data. The, the idea that it's possible to know and measure these seemingly intangible things like how much of an impact does this small change that I'm making actually make? Overall, in the grand scheme of things, me using my reusable water bottle, what difference does that really make in the you know whole world of people using plastic water bottles or whatever the case may be? The idea of being able to measure that immediately makes it appealing to me, but also easier to, to feel good about the accomplishments that you have done. So tell me a little bit about the app and how that works. How are you able to measure pretty much any reusable item that you're using? Yeah. So great question, Elsbeth. I, you know, the app itself, I think the beautiful part about the app is that it is so simple to use. Uh, and the way that it works is basically we have these uh, personal reuse trackers, we call them, but really they're, they're stickers that you put on your products and you download our app for free. And each time you reuse your product, you simply scan the tracker with the app. Each time you do that, we're going to calculate exactly how much of an environmental impact you just made. So how much emissions did you save? How much landfill waste? How much ocean pollution plastic did you just save from ending up in our, you know, our oceans or our waterways? We're going to calculate all of that for you. And we're going to display it in this really sort of user-friendly, you know, fun way on the app so that you as a consumer can understand the impact of each and every reuse that you make. In addition to that, we're going to, to make a, a, a charitable contribution each and every time you reuse as well. So in the uh -huh. case of a reusable water bottle, that allows us to tell stories like, you know, every time you turn the tap on for yourself, you're going to turn on the tap for somebody else at the exact same time. And there's something really powerful about that experience where you're able to share clean water with somebody in need each time you turn on your tap. So you're really making an environmental impact, plus you're giving back at the exact same time with our platform. Oh, I love when there's a social justice impact as well, uh, like a positive one that, that is incorporated into the environmental work that we're trying to do, um, because it's it's got to all be the same conversation. And I, I love that that's an element of your work. 
we could jump right into the charitable giving aspect of the app too. And, and you can maybe, maybe elaborate a little bit on how you are making a difference. Like, is it something that the consumer is contributing or is fill it forward um, being sponsored and is able to support these different initiatives? How does that work? Yeah. So uh, each time you, each time you scan within the platform, you do give back. And we get that question quite co- quite often: is you know how do you continuously fund these projects? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the way that yeah the the way that we do that is uh, through product sales. So we sell our own reusable products. They help to fund the projects, okay. uh, as well as the personal reuse trackers. So if you have your own reusable in your cupboard, you know we're not saying to you as a consumer here you know buy another product. What we're saying is buy one of our reuse trackers, put it on your product. And simply scan when you refill. Uh, And when you do that, uh, when you buy the personal reuse tracker, that also helps to fund our giving projects. Uh, We also have some corporate sponsors that do fund projects uh, as well. Uh, You know, so there's lots of ways that we're funding the projects. But one of the things that we don't do is ask consumers to to give to the projects personally. The way that you give is is simply by scanning the tag, uh, and all of that is funded through product tags product sales, tag sales, as well as these corporate partners that we have. So th- so that's really our ask for consumers. That's awesome and makes it very streamlined and straightforward for people. So when I have a product that I would like to start tracking, maybe for example, my reusable water bottle that I use all the time, I would maybe go to your website and purchase a personal use tracker. And then I would uh, stick it right on my water bottle. And every time I refill it, I would just scan it with the app. Is that how it works? That's exactly how it works. Yeah. And the app is a free download as well. So maybe what are a couple of different uh, categories within the app of, of the kinds of items that you could track the reuse of? So currently within the app, we are tracking reusable bottles. We're tracking reusable bags, reusable cups or mugs, um, as well as reusable food containers. Uh, we're okay. also soon adding uh, straws, reusable straws, as well as reusable cutlery. So those items will be added to the platform really soon. And we have plans uh, to add additional items as well as we continue to grow and expand. Cool. Excellent. Because, yeah, there's such a wide variety of what uh, can be reused. And to be able to have these kind of broad categories um, simplifies it really well because then you're able to uh, somehow calculate the impact or the non-impact of having used a reusable versus a disposable. Yeah, that's right. And you know, one point there that maybe I would add is that you know the the data that we do show within the platform is vetted by a third-party partner that we work with. They're called WSP. They do a lot of lifecycle analysis work. Um, so the metrics that we're sharing within the platform, you can feel good that these are true metrics in terms of you know how much single-use plastic is truly diverted when you choose to use a reusable water bottle versus taking a single-use one out of your fridge. And does it talk at all about how many times I would have to use my cotton tote bag uh, to be able to have a smaller impact in the long run than if I were to use a new virgin plastic bag every single time? You know, that's a great question, Elizabeth. And we we get it all the time as well. As you probably know, there's so many different reusable options that are out there today that it would be difficult for us to know exactly how many reuses it would take to, you know, let's say offset the production of that cotton bag that you're using. Mm -hmm. But 
for the items that we produce, we do go through that process. Oh, great. So as an example, we produce a water bottle called the Companion Bottle. It's made in uh, the United States. It's a you know a great reusable water bottle. And we know as an example that you only need to use this bottle two times to offset the emissions uh, that are generated in production uh, versus a single-use water bottle. Wow. And the reason why it's so low is that it's made in North America, number one. It's very lightweight. Um, so it's really easy to transport when you, you know, think about those single use bottles, you know, going into production and then being transported in, you know, trucks across the country. We offset all of that with with creating a, just a really light version of the bottle um, that's easy to use, easy to put in your dishwasher. You know, we warranty the product for life. So all of those things are really helpful. So to answer your question simply for products that we manufacture, uh, we do go through that process, but uh, it's really difficult for us to offer that for you know all reusables that are made. Totally, because this one cotton bag versus this organic cotton bag versus this one that you know was made 30 years ago that was made out of cotton and this one that's synthetic plastic material, like they're all going to have a different impact. And so, yeah, it would be hard to yep. be like, this equals this. Universally. That's right. And, you know, building on that just a little bit, I mean, that's something as a consumer, you know, that we would recommend that consumers ask, you know, these are questions that product manufacturers should be able to answer, you know, is how many times can my product, you know, how many reuses does it take to offset, you know, the single use production that I'm trying to divert? I mean, those are great, great questions. And, you know, there's a lot of companies out there that are providing that kind of data to consumers. And so, so I would suggest and recommend to anybody that's listening that you ask those questions. I think they're very powerful questions and, and certainly contribute to contribute maybe to your purchasing decisions or should contribute to your purchasing decisions. I think so too. And and the perspective that it's only single use if you only use it once um, is something that like can also be part of it. So in in the event that you want to start participating with the Fill It Forward app or just starting to reuse things in general, knowing that you can reuse the things either that you already own, the cutlery from your drawer, the plastic containers from your drawer, or the plastic water bottle that you got intending for it to be single use, go ahead and reuse those things as many times as possible because even that action is going to reduce its overall negative impact on the planet because you have spread it out for a longer period of time. One of the reasons I'm sure you talk about this all the time that the negative impact on our planet um, that single use has is because it is a huge amount of resources for such a short amount of time that it's used for versus if you were to just use that thing as long as it's as long as possible, then that in itself is an act of, of reducing its impact in a way. Yeah, I think, I think that's a great point. Where that can start to fall down just a little bit is, you know, when we start thinking about, you know, we hear from consumers a lot that, oh, I, you know, I take a single-use bottle, but then I reuse it 10 times or 12 times, mm-hmm. you know. Or we hear, well, I take a plastic bag from the grocery store, but, you know, I use that, you know, to clean up after my dog or I use it as a kitchen catcher. But the reality is, is that you're not using, most people anyways, aren't using all of those plastic bags as kitchen catchers. Some mm-hmm. of them do inevitably end up in landfill. You know, mm-hmm. and the second part of that is that there might be a better kitchen catcher, you know? Yeah. Um, there may be one that's, you know, manufactured in a different way that may break down a little bit easier in compost as, as one example. So those solutions aren't always the best solutions, even if you are 
you know, intending to reuse them. And, you know, single use bottles is a great example too, where, you know, people do end up using those sometimes multiple times, but, you know, there's lots of research out there to, to suggest that that may not even be safe for you as a consumer because mm-hmm. there's microplastics, you know, in the, in the water. So there are examples definitely, but, you know, as far as the cutlery example, I think that's a great one. If you've got, we've all got cutlery, or at least most of us have cutlery sitting at home, you know, th- why not throw that in your, in your work bag? Um, so when you're getting takeout that you've got, you know, you got a fork that's handy, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't even need to make an additional investment. It's there and ready for it when you need it. And it's those sort of simple little things that do make an impact. They really, really do. Yeah. And I like the reminder that like the act of reusing a single use thing has to be paired with intention and with prevention. So like you're trying to mitigate the amount of single use that does come into your life and whatever is within your control to reduce that wherever you can. But then also if single use does come in and you've got this like styrofoam takeout container or something, what can you do with that to reuse it again and again, if possible? use it as a tray for your plants or whatever. Um, So, right, right. Yeah. There's whole websites dedicated to just, you know, figuring that out, learning, you know, new ways to reuse single use things, you know? Oh, cool. Um, Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. So some of the social justice and global giving initiatives that you are partnering with or, or supporting through fill it forward. Can you tell me a little bit more about the specific projects? Um, happening around the world? Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're pretty excited. We're getting close to 300 projects that we've been able mm-hmm. to complete within the app pl- platform uh, all over the world. So we're, we're getting really close to that mark. And, you know, what's exciting about the app is that, you know, when you're reusing and you're giving back, uh, we actually have charities that are represented all over the world. You know, I'm sure a lot of people listening know that water is a global issue. You know, this isn't just an issue that that impacts certain countries. You know, even right here in Canada, you know, there's a lot of people that don't have access to clean mm-hmm. drinking water every day. Yeah. So one day within the app, you could be giving to uh, to a project in Africa or India or the Dominican Republic. And then, you know, you come back and then you're contributing to a project right here in Ontario. And we have an an awesome organization that we work with called Water First. Uh, they're based in in Ontario, doing incredible work within our province. And you'll be able to help contribute to that project. And we have projects in the United States. And you know, every every time you scan, you're contributing to water projects all over the world, and really sharing that clean drinking water experience. And um, we think it's a very powerful experience um, that that really does. Uh, again, I keep saying this the whole interview. You know, make an impact. And I think consumers, once they start to do that, they they really get excited. I love that. I think that's so nice too. That the actual action of drinking um, from your reusable water bottle is supporting something to do with clean drinking water and access for people all around the world as opposed to you know you drink water we plant trees or you drink water we you know plant a kelp forest all of those things are very important but to to be able to have a very relevant consequence of of you participating in this app and this program um i think just is that much more powerful like you said it is and i don't i don't know that you know everybody knows how how lucky we are to be able to turn on a tap you know and and Mm -hmm. have access to clean drinking water, 
you know, every night I, I, our family has a Brita, as I'm sure many people listening have a Brita or some kind of water filter system that they use, you know, so I, I sit at the sink and, and I fill up this, it's one of those big ones, you know, that you put in the fridge and it holds <laughs> lots and lots of water. And I have to sit there and I have to wait for it to kind of filter out. And that process takes a little while. And in the early days, I, I would sort of sit there impatiently, you know, as the water was filling up. But lately, I've been thinking and reflecting in those moments of how fortunate we are to be able to yeah. turn on the tap. And I can now provide water to my entire family with a tap and, and a filter that's, you know, a, a Brita system that's like, it's just these little things that I, we don't even know. I, I don't think how lucky we are to be able to do that and how many people in the world just don't have that opportunity. So yeah. it's uh, it's such an important thing. Tell me a little bit about Philip Forward as a name. Where did that come from? You know, soon after I had left my job uh, in 2012 and my wife and I had decided that we would have, we would take one year. We gave ourselves one year of runway to launch launch this business and get it off the ground. And we decided if we couldn't do it within a year, that it was time to go back and get a job. And um, so there was a tremendous amount of pressure. And about two months into our year, I had realized that uh, we didn't have the right sort of product mix. We didn't have the right story. We really just had like a single item that we were selling that really wasn't resonating with the customers I was trying to sell to. We decided in that moment that we would take three months to basically reorganize and, and rethink the entire sort of plan. And we did that because we, need, we knew in that moment that we didn't have what we needed and we needed to refocus on the mission. We needed to refocus on why we were doing this in the first place. We needed mm -hmm. to refocus on who our ideal clients were and what the product mix would look like and what the story would truly be. And keep in mind, we only had one year, right? But it was that important to us that we just tried to get it right, you know, from the beginning. Of course. So we yeah. took the, an additional three months right in the very beginning and stopped selling basically and really focused and recommitted to getting the story right. And it was around that time that this idea of filling it forward came to be. You know, I was at the time working in my basement, you know, trying to get this thing off the ground. And I was looking at my window and I would see you know, my kids playing. And I was at the same time uh, hearing these, these stories of kids in other parts in the world that had to walk miles and miles to, to get clean water. Um, and those, and, and the impact that would have in particular uh, on young girls and, and young women who are mm -hmm. often the ones that are going to collect the water. Mm -hmm. And that means that they're not in school. It means that they're not getting the education that they deserve. And I just could not I couldn't even process what that would mean fully and to, to them. And, and, and I was feeling so, I guess, fortunate in the moment. And as I reflected and thought about, you know, how lucky we were, it was in those moments that we decided that, you know, giving back had to truly be at the core of, of the business that we were going to build. Mm -hmm. And, and that meant giving back from a sustainability perspective that also meant giving back, um, you know, through the products and programming that we were selling. So that's when the Philip Forward name was sort of born. And for a while, it was really almost seen as a tagline within, within our company. But over the last 10 years, it's come to the forefront as really being who we are as an organization. It's not a tagline. It's truly who we are and, and how we think here um, about generosity and giving back. So 
that's that's the uh, the story of the name maybe i still remember when we first sort of thought about it and how it came to light and um yeah it sort of changed everything in many ways for us that's wonderful so within the business fill it forward are you guys able to incorporate any low waste practices on top of this is the message that you support but are you able to do those things behind the scenes um, and with your product manufacturing you mentioned making them um, within north america but are you taking other steps to be able to reduce the negative impact of the products before they're even um, going out into the world a couple of ways that we're we're really focused on waste reduction First off, you know, we're a B Corp, so we've gone through the awesome. process of being B Corp certified, which means that, you know, we're a social enterprise that really uh, puts uh, people on the planet well before profits. So I would say that that helps guide us in our decision-making process, definitely, and really obligates us in some ways to spend time thinking about exactly what you just said in terms of trying to reduce waste uh, in our manufacturing processes and, and in the products that we're delivering. I guess some some tangible things there that we've been working on. Number one, we think that the biggest value that we can provide in this ecosystem is uh, helping consumers understand their impact. Because you know what we were hearing prior to developing the app was, you know, from consumers was, you know, it's just one more plastic bag. What's the big deal if I forget mm-hmm. my reusable bag? What's what's one more plastic bottle, you know, ending up in in recycling? even though you know 75% or more of plastic bottles aren't even recycled, even when they end up in the recycling bin. Yeah. That's a whole separate conversation. I know. But yeah. you know, helping consumers understand their impact can be very, very powerful. So we spend a lot of our time thinking about that at a consumer level, as well as from an organization level. So we work with events, as an example, to help them understand the impact of choosing to, to provide event attendees with a reusable water bottle versus handing out a bunch of single-use bottles at their event. And what does the aggregated impact of that event look like when they make those decisions? So that's where we believe we provide the most value. In terms of the products themselves, um, we definitely are always thinking about the recyclability of the materials that we're using. We have a, we have a design philosophy uh, that, we, that we used when we're creating our products. So we're thinking about things like simplicity. You know, you'll notice on our companion bottle that there's really, there's two materials that we use um, to make that particular product. And both are recyclable. We don't include things like a grommet inside the bottle that prevents it from being leak proof. Um, We've been able to do that using, you know, one particular material. So it makes it easier to dishwash. It makes it easier to recycle. We think simplicity is the solution many times with these products. We have our design philosophy that helps guide that decision-making process. So it's a really, really important piece for us because, you know, not only is it important to us, but it's import- very important to the consumers that we, that we sell to. Um, and they're helping drive a lot of these decisions as well. I was thinking, have you heard of the app that it was started here in Peterborough, but it's called Random Acts of Green. Random Acts of Green is an app that I talk about all the time on this podcast about uh, measuring your individual actions to see the collective impact that that can have. Just, just like Philip Forward, where you're able to, in this case, say that I used my reusable water bottle today. I went for a walk instead of taking a car. I I chose to have no meat on my on, in my meal today, or I uh, hung my laundry instead of using a dryer. All of these different kinds of random acts of green have been quantified to see 
how much of a carbon emissions reduction that single action would have. Um, and then you get to kind of measure your data. Um, I think that that is kind of along the same lines as um, Philip Forward, just in the sense that it's just so valued, valuable to be able to measure the impact that you're having and kind of feel motivated to continue seeing it once you start getting all those data and statistics about your actions and yourself. You know, I'm really not surprised to hear that Peterborough is leading from an innovation <laughs> perspective. That's That's amazing. And I think any app that's out there to help consumers understand impact, I mean, those things are, are really powerful. People need to know that those acts do matter. Those mm -hmm. simple moments of sort of generosity and giving back, whether it's to the planet, whether it's to a charity, they matter and they make an impact. So I'm excited. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, like what you said earlier on about compounded impact, that these uh, small actions are all individual drops in a bucket, but eventually you have a very full bucket. So that's that, right. that we can't, we can't look at these small actions, um, good or bad, because, you know, what's one single bag, what's one more plastic straw or whatever the case may be, um, to say, well, what's just one of these things, my individual impact doesn't have, um, or doesn't matter. Uh, it does, and you'll see quite a, quite a bit at the end of the week. Uh, you have a bag full of garbage uh, that you have to put out by the curb or kept every single plastic bag that you've taken home from the grocery store for a year. You're going to see the impact that that has. And sometimes having that visual, um, either through a trash audit or through an app that's tracking things like that, um, you can be reminded or become aware of all those different ways that anything add up, be it good or bad. Um, and how you can start to make change as a result. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, it's so easy to throw this stuff into the garbage or to the recycling and somebody comes and picks yeah. it up once a week and you never <laughs> need to think about it. Um, but the reality, as I said it earlier, I mean, the true number is over 75%, depending on where you live, but, you know, it's over 75% of plastic bottles just aren't recycled. And people think that, you know, they drop them in their blue bin and, and they magically get recycled into something new and exciting and they can, they can feel good about that. And mm -hmm. um, the reality is they just don't. Uh, most of them don't anyways. So I think it's these simple actions and, and education that can really make an impact. So I, I'm excited to hear what you just said and, and I couldn't agree with you more. Do you have anybody that is inspiring you in the lowest realm lately that you would like to share with our listeners? We're doing a lot right now in the promotional space. So we're working a lot with like promotional companies that are looking to, you know, they, they sell swag and, you know, lots of different items. We've been working with a number of promotional partners right now that are really committed to making sure that the products that they're giving away that, you know, those swaggy kind of items are actually, you know, environmentally friendly and, and making an impact and doing good. And we're seeing a lot of the, those trends being driven by companies that are starting to care. And this may sound obvious, probably, you know, especially to the folks listening to this podcast that, that really, you know, care and, and they're mindful of these things on a day-to-day -day basis you know, but for companies that are so used to doing things a certain way mm -hmm. um, and for them to be really shifting strategically to be thinking about the people and the planet when they're choosing things, you know, like like the swag that they're going to purchase, that, that gets pretty exciting in terms of the ability to start to shift that narrative a little bit and to shift spending into products 
and programming that is making an impact. So we're really excited about that and seeing that shift. It's something that we've been hoping for for a long time. One particular company that we're working with is uh, out of Quebec. They're called uh, Cotemo. They're doing some really cool stuff uh, in the promotional space right now. Really, really thoughtful consumerism. And um, it's, uh, it's really exciting to see that general shift that's happening. Oh, great. That's wonderful. Um, and where can people go to learn more about Philip Forward to get a personal tracker and uh, get started with this whole program? You know, if anybody's listening and they want to learn more about our programming, uh, you can check out philitforward.com. And you, there you'll be able to find our online store. So if you have a reusable that you're looking to track and you want to join our community, you can easily do that uh, from our website. The trackers cost $4.95. Uh, so they're very affordable. And uh, well, hopefully you'll check it out. And if nothing else, uh, hopefully you'll check out what, what, what we're offering. And you know, if you have an organization or a local business or school that you think should hear about our programming, uh, hopefully you'll, you'll share our message as well. We'd certainly appreciate it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today and for chatting with me about Philip Forward and your missions and how that's so uniquely tied to paying it forward. And, and I like the slogan of Philip Forward. Um, it was really nice to hear about the impact that we can be making and a reminder that every small change is going to add up and make a difference for better or for worse. So let's make it a better result. So thank you again, Matt, for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, you know, and also, you know, thank you for doing what you're doing to, to promote sustainability and really move this message forward as a whole. It's just really important. So uh, thanks so much, Elsbeth. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. All right. That is the recording. We are. That was awesome. We're done. You're, you know what? <laughs> you, you are you are good at this stuff. <laughs> Thanks again for listening, everyone. If you want to hear more from Matt and his team at Fill It Forward, you can head to www.fillitforward.com or find them on Instagram at Fill It Forward. If you enjoyed today's episode, then you would probably also enjoy episode 89, Plastic Free July from last year, episode 58 about starting a reusable mug share program, and episode 19 with the founder of Random Max of Green, Jessica Correa. You can find all of those and many, many more in our archives wherever you get your podcasts. And like I mentioned at the beginning, the podcast will be doing a bit of a giveaway this Plastic Free July of some personal reuse trackers from Fill It Forward. All you have to do to participate is send an email to practicallyzerowaste at gmail.com and tell me about your plans for Plastic Free July this year. Because boy, do I need some inspiration to get the fire burning again. If you'd also like to include a photo of your well-loved reusable that you'd like to stick a Fill It Forward sticker to and start tracking your positive impact, include that as well. All those who send an email will be entered into the draw to receive a personal reuse tracker and remember that they have these for travel mugs, water bottles, and reusable bags. So whatever you'd like to track, let me know. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can buy me a virtual cup of coffee on coffee.com slash Elspeth Callahan. It's a one-time contribution to the show, keeps the batteries charging and the juices flowing, and it's much appreciated. Otherwise, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or tell a friend or two about an episode that really made you want to make a difference. That's all from me this week. Have a great time kicking off your plastic-free July. Send me an email to join the draw. Get outside, away from technology for a bit. Have a great week, everyone, and talk to you soon.